this one. Okay, so instead of our current three learning Zion groups, we're, we're disbanding those, renaming them so that we're not getting them confused and starting four new groups. And so these four new groups are meeting once a month instead of once a week. So you're welcome to join one or, or all of them. Um, but it's the first Wednesdays, second Sundays, third Tuesdays, and fourth Saturdays. Um, and they're, they're going to go for three hours so that they span different time zones. Um, uh, from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Standard, uh, we're going to be doing the topical guide study. From 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., we're going to do Come Follow Me. And then from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m., it's just going to open it up. Um, if that's the only hour that you can come and you really wanted to talk about some of the topical guide stuff, we're more than welcome to do that. Eight to nine is just kind of an open hour. Uh, fun books we've read, or if you have things that you want to study and, and bring material for, uh, that, that last hour is just kind of an open time there. So those are the four groups that are replacing our current three. Then here's the new stuff. So we have two new Hebrew groups on Thursdays. One of them, uh, Group Aleph, meets from 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Mountain Standard, and that one is studying Hebrew vocab. And uh, Group Bet is meeting right after that from 7.30 to 9 p.m. Uh, Mountain Standard Time, and that one is a way more complex one studying Hebrew grammar. They're, they're both going to be fairly easy workloads because we're taking them slower um, than like a normal college class where we're doing them about half as fast but um, the, the grammar one is if you're wanting to to learn how to speak read translate Hebrew that's the the more in-depth class Hebrew vocab is more along the lines of uh, learning the alphabet and um, some of the symbolism behind the letters and meaning gematria um, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then we have uh, two other ones, the in-person group. I, I doubt anybody here is going <laughs> to jump in on that one. But um, the uh, final group is our Isaiah Institute-based one. Uh, we're going to be studying three different books this year. In January, we are going to do Modern Idolatry. By, uh, all of these are from Avraham's library. In uh, February, we are doing Becoming Kings and Queens of the Gentiles. They're just little tiny pamphlet-like books. And then from March to December, uh, we're going to be going through his 24 lecture series on dreams, visions, and near-death experiences as compared to the prophecies of Isaiah. So all of these eight groups are going to be recorded and, and available so that you can watch them after if they don't fit with time schedules, etc. But I'm trying to <laughs> continue our groups to some extent, but I can't do the, the same weekly commitment to them that I that we're currently on. And so that's why instead of once a week, we're moving to once a month for these as um, this is kind of where the Lord's been leading me. So there is this calendar that I emailed out um, to kind of, if you're looking on more day by day, what you need to uh, study for and prep for. Uh, our next time is Wednesday, um, October 5th, we're going to do the Bible Dictionary on Jesus Christ. And then Sunday, uh, right after that, we're going to be doing the topical guide study, uh, which is the Jesus Christ's life summary, which um, can be found in this Learn of Me uh, workbook. 
um, but it is that one's like 20 pages long. So if you're wanting to attend the Sunday session, anybody out there, uh, you might want to start studying now because it's a <laughs> of all of the topical guide ones, that one's one that we probably should have split into. <laughs> but um, anyway, so any questions or anything on any of the schedule? It's kind of a interesting thing to transition into, but um, yeah. With all of the Hebrew stuff, I'm going to quit bringing that up and hashing it out all the time. If you want updates and uh, to watch the videos after or to actually attend the classes, uh, you'll need to go to learningzion.com slash Hebrew and actually register. And that puts you on that email list um, so that I'm not bombarding everybody with things that they're not interested in. Um, yeah, and then... Happy Yom Terah. Uh, it's officially started and it's nightfall, <laughs> a day of blessings and, and fun things got happening. Um, there was something else I was going to say on the heels of that. And I already forgot. But anyway, if you have any questions, email me and we'll, we'll get it sorted out. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting transition period. How many days? Well, we've had Rosh Hashanah, right? Rosh Hashanah started when? That starts tonight. But Rosh Hashanah is the pagan version of the original Jewish holiday, which is called Yom Torah. Okay. So um, when they went into Babylonian captivity, they kind of did away with their original Jewish holiday and renamed it Rosh Hashanah and called it the New Year, which it that was never its intended purpose. So Rosh Hashanah, I mean... I'll, all Jews celebrate it, but it is the kind of false holiday. Uh, Yom Terah is the original one that's uh, mentioned in Leviticus. Okay. And then we have how many days until Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur is on October 5th. And so there's a 10-day period in between those days, and those are called the Days of Awe. They're, it's a 10-day repentance process. Um, uh, I, I have it all in, in that video, but um, you have 10 days to reconcile your life and make sure that your, life, your name is inscribed in the Book of Life on Yom Kippur, on the Day of Atonement. And then the week after Yom Kippur is the Feast of Tabernacles, and that's where um, all of that plays in. I, I'm going to have a, a video on Yom Kippur coming out in a couple of days, and then a video on Sukkot uh, coming out a little bit later, uh, just to, uh, a lot of people have questions on it, and what's original, and what's been traditions after the fact and stuff, and so I've got lots of little websites and resources kind of put together a simple slideshow kind of thing. So we have three days after general conference before Yom Kippur to make sure that our act is together, right? Yep. <laughs> okay. Just making sure I have my, my dates right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's been interesting. Um, lots of hubbub and everything of, oh, it's a, a Shemitah year, Jubilee, and, and we've got all of the stuff like the world's going to end on, on Rosh Hashanah. But the fact is, that's not the biblical pattern at all. Like the Lord doesn't curse his people on the feast days. He brings about blessings. If we study all of the things, you know, like uh, the Joseph Smith receiving the plates, that uh, we have good things. 
on, on the holidays. It's, it's never a day of cursing. The cursing happens when we don't live up to the things and, and those happen on another fun days. <laughs> we study those out. But um, yeah, interesting. So transitioning, lectures on faith. I'll probably start with a prayer because <laughs> I went all over the place. Um, so yeah, let me start with a prayer and then we'll we'll dive into the decanonization uh, article and then uh, kind of open it up for, for testimonies and stuff after that. Our dear Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for all of our many blessings and for the opportunity to study tonight as, as friends. We're so grateful for the journey that we've been on and for the learning that thou hast uh, put in our path to, to grow in faith and in our testimonies of the restoration of the prophet Joseph Smith and, and uh, in, the, in thee and uh, the Godhead and, and a proper uh, understanding of, of all the workings of faith. We're so grateful for uh, all of these many blessings and for the uh, the opportunity, the upcoming opportunity to listen to our current leaders. Uh, we're so grateful for President Nelson, his wise words and counsel, and for, for all of those that surround him. We pray that we may be guided and directed in the ways that we personally can prepare to, to make this a season of growth and to, uh, to celebrate thy, thy son, Jesus Christ. We're so grateful for all of our many blessings and for the atonement and, and our covenants and, and all things that are possible through the, the power and, and faith. We're so grateful. And we say these things in the name of thy son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, I already was recording. <laughs> Darn it. I almost stopped it. <laughs> all right. So lectures on faith, we have come full circle. We've got um, lots of fun stuff behind us, but uh, the the elephant in the room, right? Why were these decanonized, and and how do we wrestle with that? Um, <laughs> we have lots of different uh, emotions in in the mix, but um, some are, are saying, "Oh man, this is so depressing." Uh, this this article, and and yet, why does the Lord allow that? Anyway, just kind of opening it up for discussion on that like what did you learn from this um this case study of the decanonization and um i don't know uh, what was the lord's purpose in having these decanonized and and what can we learn from that i i, I don't know i find it very interesting that um the lord would allow it but then wrestling through that paradox i kind of understand it after having studied all of them that the Lord needs to do his own teaching in his own time. And um, he, he seems to lead people to it when, when they're ready or, or when they need it uh, to further their understanding of him. But I don't know, what are your guys' thoughts on, on the decanonization of the lectures and, and all of that? I have a few thoughts about, I remember when we were reading the part where it just talks about about uh, Heavenly Father and Jesus. And I remember thinking, well, where's the Holy Ghost? You know, I do remember thinking that. I think I actually mm -hmm. wrote it down, but um, then, it, then I read this article and it really got me thinking. Um, I read uh, that prophecy this summer talking about um, the Holy Ghost a bit. And so I noticed also in lectures on faith, it talked, 
talked about the everlasting covenant versus not the new and everlasting covenant. And so saw those differences. And I think the difference, according to that prophecy, was other worlds had been tried without a Holy Ghost. This world was tried with a Holy Ghost. Hmm, interesting. I yeah, haven't... So that's what made me go. They probably took it out because they didn't have the Holy Ghost in there. But I did notice those differences as we were reading the lectures on faith based upon that prophecy from Stacy. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Yeah, very interesting. I, mm -hmm. I hadn't heard or uh, went along that line at all, but but yeah, uh, lecture fifth is is definitely one that you know, like this um, article points out, as being one of the the problematic things, rather than cause disputations amongst the saints and and strife that they decided to just take them out. And I also still think it's a pearl, and we were supposed to. Um, I think Heavenly Father is like, well, I want him to work for it and and find mm -hmm. it and follow the Holy Ghost to find it. On the yeah. promptings we receive. Mm -hmm. That's Tracy Durfee's take. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, it, toward the end of it, uh, sharing uh, Bruce R. McConkie's quote there, he says, in my judgment, the, the lectures are the most comprehensive, intelligent, inspired utterance that now exists in the English language. I mean, that's that's a pretty <laughs> glowing recommendation. That's one of the four words you want to your book, right? right? That exists in one place, defining, interpreting, expounding, announcing, and testifying what kind of being God is. It was written by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the spirit of inspiration. It is, in effect, eternal scripture. It is true. I, I found that a very interesting quote uh, coming on the, the heels of, of decanonization. And I think all of our ears are going to be perked, right, for a general conference, because you'll be surprised how many people are quoting it uh, every single session. Um, I, I was looking at, at past uh, ones, and it, it's constantly referred to. Uh, but yeah, it, I, was, I was at the temple yesterday, and I overheard two ladies talking about temple and one lady was like wait were there temples all throughout you know the beginning time and and they were just talking and then I butted in I'm like yeah <laughs> and they're like where'd you learn all this and I'm like from lots and lots of places <laughs> these book groups mm -hmm. and stuff you know and so they were asking me what books I was reading and uh, <clears throat> so I did say lectures on faith so that was cool mm -hmm. yeah I find that I try to bring it up all the time and if people are interested they have a genuine interest and right. I'm like let me show you some fun things <laughs> but oh, yeah. if it's just like uh, lectures whatever you know it, it... no this lady was really listening it was it was really cool yeah I love that yeah see what are some other parts of that what do you guys think darlene and cameron 
<laughs> I'm just looking it up to you. I'm just. I want to know what your fifty nine cents is <laughs> too. I think it was because it needed to be special, like you said, a pearl to be found. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. Mm -hmm. And then how it was quietly done. Nobody fussed about it much, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was very interesting, that process there. Yeah, it was kind of. Like, I'll have to admit, at the beginning when we were studying um, kind of those those precursor weeks to the lectures, I was like, I, it was kind of rubbing me the wrong way of like who was involved in it and stuff. And then I'm like, no, 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 the Lord had his hand in it as well. He needed that done and and it's all above board. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, a lot of people are like, well, that was just for the prophets. Like, well, <laughs> no, they were training to be missionaries and yeah. that's what started. How many times do the lectures themselves say, this is available to all? There is right. no right. thing. And I was like, Okay, well, that uh, argument went down the, <laughs> the tube. Yep. One of I the remember this, being, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Nancy. Well, saying, one of the things that this article um, says, it's at, oh, let's see, it says page 73. Um, the last, the next to the last paragraph says, this evidence seems to suggest that while all scripture is revelation, not all revelation is scripture. Okay, and the Doctrine and Covenants itself seems, right, I gotta move this in, contradictory about what actually constitutes scripture, right? So I just wanna talk about that little bit here. Um, all scripture isn't revelation. We've been told that, that um, like the book Song of Solomon and you know some of the things in the Old Testament shouldn't be taken as revelation. They are in our scriptures they are in the canon, but they shouldn't be taken as revelation. And, um, and we definitely know that um, all revelation is not included in scripture. <laughs> that we know for sure, right? There's all sorts of stuff we haven't heard. But it was that all scripture is revelation that I was like, well, even that doesn't jive with what we're being taught, you know, about those things. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, um, that's just... a very interesting point that it brings out there, huh? Mm -hmm. yeah. And and bringing um, it out from section 68 and, and section 28 there that, yeah, we, we have to wrestle with the paradoxes always, right? Like mm -hmm. even our, our canon sometimes can, can mm -hmm. conflict, but there's, there's truth to be had in there. Yeah, I was wondering what the prophet Joseph Smith was thinking when he saw that I was going, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so interesting. Um, I, I, at least for me, those background weeks of uh, looking at the preparation and, and how the lectures even came to be and stuff was very helpful in order to um, to see the the process in which they were um, curated and and presented and, and everything. That we have a a prophet of the Lord who knows the pattern and he's trying to get other people to. To, to get the pattern as well and um uh, it was just an interesting uh, process to to really study and, and 
to understand this uh, decanonization uh, back and forth that, that happens uh, after the saints come west. Even after that paragraph that I was doing, you know, talking about, um, you have all of these quotes by like George Q. Cannon and Bruce R. McConkie and Wilfred Woodruff that are all about um, revelations, right? George Q. Cannon says it, you know, doesn't make any sense that that Joseph Smith's um, revelations wouldn't be accepted unless, you know, it was by common consent, unless everybody agreed. Well, what if he said something they didn't like, you know, and that, you know, it doesn't make any sense, you know, a revelation is a revelation, um, you know, and then Bruce R. McConkie said that um, revelations given of God through his prophets are not subject to an approving or sustaining vote, which is different, you know, than the common consent. But then Wilfred Woodruff said the church has a right to reject or approve of revelations, and any man independent of the action of the church has a right to accept or reject it as he sees fit. And, um, you know, and that's the, on the personal level, but definitely as a, you know, as a church, we just had state conference today. And, um, you know, we, we do all the, the sustaining of the officers, right? You know, all those in favor, any opposed. And it was interesting that, you know, they did the first presidency and then they did the quorum of the 12 and the member of the stake presidency that was reading never looked up. He did the sustaining any, you know, any opposed, please indicate by the same sign. And every single member of the stake presidency was looking at something in their hands. The visiting area 70 was looking at something in his hand and the guy at the podium was just reading half the place could have put their hand up and nobody would have seen it. Hmm. No, none of the leaders. And I, I noticed that. I was like, aren't they supposed to look? <laughs> and it's like, they did for the local ones, but they didn't even, you know. They were and, working and like, on their golden calf. <laughs> and I'm just going, hello. You know, so, I mean, we... We talk about common consent, but really, um, you this is what the church has, and you can accept it or you can reject it. And that's more of what Wilfred Woodruff was saying, um, mm. and even part of what Bruce R. McConkie was saying. You know, it, we don't have, um, we, we talk about common consent, but really, it's, that's not quite, that's not how it's being done. I think maybe because we've gotten so big, I, mean, I don't know, right? Yeah, but I just, I, I just noticed that today, and I thought that struck me as being really weird because usually they're looking out at the group, you know, to see, you know, make sure everybody's doing whatever. And I looked at them, and every single one of them was looking down and did not look up at anybody through the whole you know, signify by the right up, uplifted right hand and all any opposed by the same sign. Not a one of them budged what they were looking at. I don't know what they were reading, maybe what he was saying, but mm -hmm. they weren't looking at the people. Oh. So anyway, sorry, that's just a little side note from my, the drama from my stake. <laughs> you know, yeah. And, and these, these are good men. I, they're not... 
they're I, I don't feel like they're intending to do anything wrong or lead anybody astray i just i see that as that's where we've gotten mm -hmm. so anyway yeah. take that for what it is <laughs> um let's see so it's interesting uh that uh final kind of quote there from uh, Joseph Fielding as well. Um, mm -hmm. So Joseph Fielding's on this this committee that um, uh, not has them removed, but but eventually votes to have them removed. But um, uh, Joseph Fielding recognized um, that they were of of significance. Um, in my own judgment, the lectures are of great value and should be studied. I consider them to be of extreme value in the study of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So even though they are decanonized and even the person, well, one of the uh, committee members that uh, assists in the decanonization is still saying, yeah, we need to study them. Because I, I found that a lot. Ooh, lectures on faith, though, we don't do those anymore. Like anything that's been rejected by the church, we should stay away from kind of thing. But it, it, decanonization doesn't mean that it's now labeled false it's just not in the canon but it should still be studied i mean it's a very worthwhile endeavor kind of a thing so i found that that quote very copy and pasteable <laughs> so what, what do you think of what president joseph f smith said to the senate yes. it's they're just after that same part here i am just bringing up all sorts of stuff it's been a while since i've read this and you know i look i've been gone all week so i'm just now re re-glancing <laughs> at it and going oh yeah what about this president joseph f smith stated similarly in his 1904 testimony before the senate committee investigating the seating of reed smoot quote i will say this mr chairman that no revelation given through the head of the church ever becomes binding and authoritative upon the members of the church until it has been presented to the church and accepted by them, unquote. Mm -hmm. That's a, a very interesting thing to say, but I also kind of get it in the, the context of the Reed Smoot trials, right? Like, it's kind of what you need to say in, in that situation, but <laughs> I don't know. That, that's an interesting one. Are you saying he's not going to tell the truth and under oath to the Senate? <laughs> yeah. What is it? it took me a second to, to, to find that. Yeah, but, right there. Uh, yep. And so, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it, uh, like it says, we even have uh, kind of conflicting statements even amongst modern revelation here. That, that doesn't seem to jive with with the rest, but at the same time, very interesting. So let's well, see. I think I think what I get from this is that um, Joseph Smith had something in mind, you know, when he wrote all this, right? And mm -hmm. he had he had so much knowledge and so much information, and a lot of it was lost when he was killed. And then you have. You have men who are doing the best that they can, trying to make sense of it, right? It's just like you had people trying to make sense of the prohibition on blacks and the priesthood for decades, right? And then it's only to find out that they were wrong, <laughs> all of it, you know? So 
um, you know, but it says Joseph Fielding and Smith uh, on the next page down, Cameron, it, when he was asked why things were removed from the, why the lectures were removed from the Doctrine and Covenants, he gave four reasons. Mm -hmm. They weren't received as revelations by the prophet Joseph Smith. They were only instructions relative on the general subject and our principle, but not doctrine. They're not complete. And so the teachings of the Godhead, which we've gotten, and that, um, you know, Elder Talmadge thought it would avoid contention, uh, especially on the Godhead if they took them out. So, you know, I always heard the Godhead parts. I hadn't really heard the first two until we started studying. Mm -hmm. Here's a question. Are those easier to understand than Isaiah? <laughs> the, the lectures themselves or those four points? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ himself said, great <clears throat> are the words of Isaiah. And as far as I know, in all the scriptures, that Isaiah is the only prophet that he talked about in as far as about his teachings. So, and yet those are still canonized, uh, and yet nobody knows or understands them. So I think it has a lot to do with the leadership of the day and what they think the people need to be reading. Uh, I, I think there were so many people that could not understand the words of Isaiah, but they didn't see them as a threat or as a confusing factor because, well, heck, nobody could read through them, much less understand them. So they always skipped them. And it was It's interesting. I've heard different individuals of leadership positions say well if you're having a hard time getting through isaiah just skip it and come back to it like yeah if you couldn't get through it the first time are you really going to come back to it <laughs> yeah. um and yet those are the words that christ said to get to know and to me that's one of those things that like abraham Gileadi, he because he wanted to understand them he spent his entire life from what i understand studying them to be able to understand how great the words of isaiah are mm -hmm. i just think that right now we because we are in a time of great uh amounts of information coming from that's being uh congealed from all sources lots of sources from the time that uh we right now are it's important for us to find out a whole lot of information and then take it to the lord and find out what is useful in our eternal progression and what is not um mm. and i think that's a that's a very important thing even especially now with all of the the documents the joseph smith papers coming out um there's other general authorities of of that day or in past that that are now having documentation and lots of uh information coming out about them and by them that mm -hmm. we are we are being bombarded with um you know like in the well just to, for for instance and i don't know why it comes to my mind but it does is that i just recently found out that brigham young disbanded the relief society because he felt like they had no purpose or need after joseph smith died and he he himself personally said that 
that the starting of the Relief Society was not done by Joseph Smith, et cetera. But all I'm saying is, I'm not trying to point fingers. All I'm saying is that we have leaders of the church who, for whatever reason, they have a tendency to make changes according to what they think is best. Now, uh, whether they were inspired to do so because the people were not ready to receive it, I don't know. Uh, to me, though, it's like the words of Isaiah. They're still left there, whether people understand them or not. And if the people truly want to understand the Lord and the things that are going on there, then they will personally inquire and continue to study and ponder and pray. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and what's really funny is the 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 Relief Society was reinstated reinstituted uh, when Brigham Young wanted them to uh, make straw hats and uh, and make some money. And this was like 29 years later. But I, I think there's there's a lot coming out today uh, that we need to truly understand. And but those only those people who will seek, ponder, and ask. They literally have to ask the Father what it means, and then he will open up the windows of heaven. But until then, they're not going to happen. And um, we just need to be aware of that. And I, and I think one, one of the things that's really most important, especially, is that the big emphasis right now is follow the prophet. If it hasn't been shoved down your throat in your own particular area or unit or stake, it will be soon. If not, I'm sure it'll be, it will be at general conference. And I have no problems with that following the prophet. The only problem is, is many people do not take the time or make the effort to ask the father, what coming from the prophet am I supposed to follow? Is it everything he says, everything he does, you know, because we've heard so many different conflicting remarks about how the prophet can't lead us astray. Well, that's true. If you are truly in, um, in tune with the spirit of the Lord, then no matter what he says, you will understand exactly what the Lord wants you to hear, and you will never be led astray. You will understand what he didn't say. And you will understand what he did say and, 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 why. and why and how to apply them. Um, whereas people who don't ask that will just go at maybe at face value or they will listen to what their uh, their priesthood or Relief Society leader tells them that that's what the prophet meant. Um, and I think. And there's no malice projected here by any one particular person i just think that this is one of those this is one of the cases where we have to have like the prophet did say is that if you do not have a personal relationship with the lord and savior jesus christ that you will not survive in the coming days because for whatever reason you will misinterpret something and it will take you down a path and then you will blame blame the mouthpiece because you misinterpreted the message so i i think that's that this is a really important part of our life right now and that um 
because we are bombarded with so much information all at one time, it takes time and it takes effort, dedicated effort to uh, sort it out and put the pieces together and truly understand what the Lord has for us to do. And, and then the hardest part is knowing what to do with it once we've been enlightened. That That's that's the part that's ripping me apart is I can't, I, I, I've been given so much stuff that I just don't know what to do with it. Um, and it's causing, it's causing a lot of internal turmoil for me because there's so many people who are rejecting, rejecting just the most basic things because they're stuck in traditions of their fathers or they're stuck in traditions of the, of the, um, sociality around them and that everything is everything is common and it is just habitual like what nancy was talking about when they when they ask if there are any people who who have an objection to somebody being sustained and they never bothered to look because they don't expect anybody's hand to pop up you know it's just not right you don't you don't raise your hand when somebody's objected or you don't raise your you hand to object, object. so it's a social thing, you know, the social right. construct is you, you don't object. If you have a problem, you just don't raise your hand. And then you might, you know, talk to somebody later, but, you know, never raise your hand in the meeting. So I think the lectures on faith, maybe at that time were creating, might have been creating some uneasiness in uh, a group of the church. And maybe that they took them out of the canon because they were creating too many waves, too many uncertainties, too many questions that people were, some people were going to the Lord, some people were just going to the, the educated or those who thought were educated and it was creating a bunch of rifts. So to just to keep things steady and, and to, to steady the boat. They took them out, and then um, then they issued talking points for their leadership, um, and and uh, passed it down from top to stake presidents, and down to bishops, and it, it smoothed the rocking of the boat, and then people went about it, um, just using the regular scriptures that were easier to comprehend or or that everybody already recognized as revelation. Easier to accept, maybe not easier to comprehend, right. but easier to accept because, okay, these are the scriptures. They're not meant to be necessarily understood like Isaiah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like the, the interesting title Isaiah there because like it was down at Education Week with um, uh, Tyler Griffin's class, right? You know, to, to take the whole lectures and put them into to one hour is, is a difficult challenge. But uh, one of his uh, remarks uh, kind of intrigued me was the fact that um, he put up a list of the, the attributes and a, a list of the, the character. And he's like, they're, they're basically the same list. There's a couple tweaks and stuff, but I don't know. It, it just, it is what it is. You know, it's kind of a, a repeat chapter. And I'm like, it, it just kind of... Uh, awoke uh something in me to like 
okay, so there's obviously a paradox that I need to go wrestle with. And so I came back from education week and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to find out what the difference is. <laughs> and so um, interestingly enough, as you start wrestling with the lectures and, and stuff, they, they lay out much like Isaiah and there, there is a bifid structure. There is uh, chiasms all over the place and uh, is very heavily inspired writings. And so, um, like you said, with, with Isaiah, if you just skip it, or if you give it like a cursory reading, just kind of plow through it and stuff, then, then that's what you get versus actually tilling the ground and, and working with it and um, uh, wrestling with um, the, the paradoxes that are there. Like there, there's no doubt in my mind that the, the lectures are inspired like um, any of these prophets in, in this article were, uh, well, apostles were, um, mentioning they are an inspired work written by the the influence of the holy ghost and everything but it, it takes work we have to wrestle and and that's what we just aren't really great at these days are we <laughs> as, as a general world or, or society we we don't like to wrestle with uncomfortable things or um get into the the scriptures and, and find out their meanings and stuff but but how fruitful it is when the lord leads you and and helps you through that process to, um, to, to gain knowledge and stuff. That's uh, kind of where my, my framework comes with the lectures on why they were decanonized was, yeah, the, the Lord was uh, very purposeful in, in removing them from uh, discussions and, and uh, squabbles and, and things like that that were going on at the time because the church was going through some major growing pains right then. But in order to keep them precious and uh, kind of safeguarded, the Lord will do his own teaching. He'll lead people to them when they're ready. I mean, they weren't fully removed off the face of the earth. We still have them. And as the Lord uh, needs you to understand parts of it, then then he'll reveal it to you and uh, guide you through that process. And, and that's kind of the beauty of the way that the Lord works with us. Um, when we do develop a, a relationship, we know how to hear him. He'll, he'll lead and guide all of our studies. And it, it's... Such a fun pattern, isn't it? <laughs> it took me a while to, to wake up to that, but yeah. One of the other things that I also noticed as, as we have a structured study program that is, that is um, home-based, church-supported, mm -hmm. um, the, uh, they give you a book and uh, they schedule it out on what chapters you're supposed to read when. And if you come to some places like in Isaiah or any other scripture that maybe you want to spend more time studying on, because you can't keep up with the reading schedule uh, of what the next lesson is going to be, sometimes you, well, I, I, I got to get through this. I got to get to the next one so I can keep up. So when I go to Sunday school class, I'll be able to say something intelligent uh, <laughs> with, with that particular lesson that they're expecting to expound upon so i think there's a lot that that falls into the category too where people often because they want to spend more time studying about a specific subject but they don't have a whole lot of time and they're and and then today you know i i understand the reasoning behind it we had a, a an area 70 who was telling us that we need to read the book of mormon every day and how many prophets and stuff is telling you, you got to read the Book of Mormon every day. And so if, if you, 
allocate time to read the Book of Mormon every day, and then you're trying to study Isaiah, and then you're trying to also keep up with the reading schedule that Sunday School and Come Follow Me is going to be a part of, and plus you're a part of some really great book clubs, and you want to spend time getting sand in your shoes while watching the sun come up at four o'clock in the morning. You know, uh, in for all of those who don't have the ability to sit down and read very well, uh, we do have to go to work. So sometime in there, we run out of, um, my clock isn't big enough. It's got, doesn't have enough hours on it. So I think sometimes there, we, we just have to recognize that we have to uh, ask the Lord to help us to prioritize what's most important for me to learn right now with the time I've got and help me to make the most of it. And that's where the Lord will come and give you. He will give you not only the source, but then he'll help. He'll send teachers for you to. And, and if you're not all hung up and keeping track and making sure that you're up to date with the latest church assigned reading schedule. And if you, if you think about the Book of Mormon every day, if you think about a, a prophet or a, or a, a people that taught you something from the Book of Mormon every day that I think that's has a lot to do with I I'm not trying to tell anybody that any of this counsel is wrong all I'm trying to tell you is that that there's a lot of salesmen out there with great ideas and they're all wanting you to do it at the exact same time and <laughs> I can't walk and chew gum at the same time much less try to keep all of those subjects going in my head as well as not mess up at work or drive incorrectly when I'm on the street. So, mm -hmm. and then I've got to listen. I need to be listening much more to her. So, you know, <laughs> I have an extra counselor in my life. <laughs> and that right now, believe it or not, this is the best counsel I've had so far over and above all the other ones because she kind of brings it all in and kind of gives me the digested reader's digest version. And it helps. Help. <laughs> well, but but yeah, how how true that is. How important it is to let the Lord guide your your curriculum, your your lesson plans, right? Because there's so much in uh, <laughs> being thrown at us these days. And um, yeah, I keep you on your toes with the book club, huh? <laughs> there's a lot to study all so of that. And now you've just added how many more? I mean. Well, see, that don't, don't, hold it, don't take it personal. Just because you have the ability to put out book clubs and make recordings that we can listen to and 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 other cerebrally stimulating, spiritually enlightening and and just downright fun things to do does not mean that it's your responsibility to to govern our time. You know, <laughs> we can take care of scheduling our own time. You just make it all possible. and. I mean, even yeah. with the fact that you record them and you put them up, making them available, that's that's even more um, beneficial to us because that way when we do get a moment, we can go to the website and we can download it or we can listen to it on our phone or uh, yeah. I, I will I will admit that due to your efforts and others like you, that my scriptural insights have greatly been increased. Uh, my ability to understand 
scripture and the gospel has broadened immensely. My ability to hear my Savior has uh, been magnified a hundredfold. So everybody's, when the, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And I guess when you ask the Lord for teachers, he sends you a whole busload. I, I just got, <laughs> I just got to learn to take you all and uh, focus on each one at a time. Or, or one teacher who's driving a tandem, you know, one of those, one of those tour buses, you know, like those little tour trams that have five different sections on it as he takes us through the the amusement park and over here we have this and over here we have this for those of you in the second car we have this and the third car you're over here <laughs> that's you cameron <laughs> somebody was saying they uh was like you know what have you ever thought of um taking tour groups over to, to israel or whatever and i'm like oh that <laughs> <laughs> it's like my uh, pit in my stomach just dropped like oh i can't even imagine that that sounds awful to me <laughs> i can barely manage my own stuff let alone trying to schedule all that yeah you know there are all Plus, sorts of people who do that it. yeah i wouldn't mind going on a trip and learning but there's all sorts of other people who can lead those groups right <laughs> schedule that all out it's not my cup of tea <laughs> but you know um, well, so decanonization kind of transition over, uh, <laughs> my, uh, I, I did it fairly well in group A where we had kind of half and half time, but <laughs> we don't have a whole lot of uh, time, but, uh, opening it up for, for testimonies on the lectures and, and on faith in general. Uh, I just, uh, start with my own that I have come to, uh, love and, uh, appreciate those, those early uh, pioneers in uh, in the gospel so much deeper through their um, their teachings here in the lectures uh, Joseph Smith Sidney Rigdon and others and and how to really approach and and deepen my relationship with my Savior Jesus Christ I I'm so grateful for every single one of the lectures <laughs> I say it all the time like oh this one's my favorite oh this one's my favorite Oh man, they're they're all one cohesive unit now that um, just I find myself oh constantly going through and, and pondering them. Uh, you know, like the catechisms uh, say on on four through six to uh, to commit certain parts to memory, and and that has been such a fruitful exercise in my life to to have those things pop into my head when I need them the most, um, uh, especially. Uh, well, I, I <laughs> I'm going to say my favorites again, but especially five and six, I, there, there's so much rich doctrine and, and things in there. And I, I just have such a, a testimony in, um, in revelation and, and in faith in general, uh, because of these lectures without all of the, the prior guidance of the Lord, uh, through Isaiah's ladder and through the blessings of Abraham, through the words of, uh, President Nelson, I don't think I would have got nearly anything uh, from this go around that uh, the Lord was able to teach me. Um, there, there's a lot of literary and and scriptural and spiritual richness um, contained in those lectures. I, I just love them so much. Um, I'll be definitely going back and, and studying them and adding them to my my regular <laughs> rotation. I don't know what that rotation is going to be every couple of years, but. Um, 
anyway, I, I just have such a testimony of the lectures and how they are inspired of, of God and uh, how they, they can truly bless us as we are learning and growing in our end time gifts and missions and uh, responsibilities leading up to the second coming of, of our Savior Jesus Christ. Anyway, just sharing that testimony. If anybody else wants to, to share theirs, uh, open it up. But, but if not, I, I totally get it as well. I'd like to just bear my testimony of um, the lectures on faith. I, I'm so glad we got to study them. I was one of the cheerleaders to do those. And um, a huge thing that happened for me was uh becoming a vegetarian so uh realizing the word of wisdom in a deeper level and that has really blessed my life and i'm really excited about just all these little things that we studied up to the lectures that really blessed me and um things that i read now in scripture right now i'm reading um New Testament, Old Testament, and Book of Mormon all at the same time, just little bits a day, you know. I'm helping my mom go through reading the Bible in a year. So, but I see so much of the lectures pop out all of those places. And I've actually started, you know, new little tabs in my uh, iPhone where I can keep track of all those things. It's really cool though. And I, I can see... I don't know, the Lord really did inspire these lectures, and I have a very strong testimony of that. I say that in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Well, it's been a, a fun journey with our, our book clubs as we're heading into this, this new phase. I hope it Hope it all goes smooth. <laughs> We're always going to have little rough moments, I guess. But um, as, as we do transition, if you ever have a question, just uh, Facebook me or text me or something like, what are we studying again? Um, but uh, anyway, uh, I, I'm excited for uh, this next year and everything that we're going to be heading into. But yeah. For Wednesday, what are we studying? How many pages are we supposed to read by Wednesday? So I can start. On the... Uh, topical guide one yeah um, so the the first one the wednesday one it's yeah. only one page long i mean it, it's super short uh, okay but the next one the the, the sunday Wednesday. after general conference okay. it's like 20 pages long so got like it. keep going all right got it got it <laughs> okay so if you want to do the topical guide you have to do each one of the different things to go through all of it is that how it's working uh -huh, yeah, so starting in October and going through next December, there's 59 entries of the, the topical guide, and we'll be able to cover all of those through those weeks. But if you can only uh, attend one of the classes uh, that or one of the group times, um, that's fine. The other ones will be recorded. But yeah, in order to study each one of the, the headings, um, it would be the, those four different times to attend if you want to actually participate in the discussion. But again, I, I it, it's hard uh, doing that. That's the schedule that works for me, and we'll try to make it That's, work. But that yeah. works. So we're not doing anything post conference about conference. 
so that that last hour from eight to nine or whatever is just a miscellaneous and we can uh, it'll be filled with lots of different things from week to week um, but that's where i kind of plan to to do any kind of general conference talk or anything there did you send those those uh pictures that you just showed us today did you send that out in an email did I, I miss did not, it? But I plan on doing it. I just came up with those today. I'm like, ah, I really need to kind of put them in this kind of a format. And so I posted them on the, the Facebook group just barely. And then I'm going to actually send out a revised email uh, with those images as well. Ah, I, I see the notification that you posted that on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, well, I wasn't I, paying I, attention. I, need a I was doing other way. stuff. <laughs> Don't we all? Yep. Don't we all? Okay. But yeah, I've been so immersed in this this Hebrew curriculum right now that uh, trying to get it together. We have so many fun guest speakers that are coming. Oh, I can't even tell you. Um, yes. I've had some professors actually contact me and they're like, hey, I heard you're doing this. Like, I would love to be a part of it. So yeah, it, it's going to be a fun one. Well, that's cool. And you said there were books we needed to get for that. And that starts in January, the Hebrew? Yeah. So okay. Um, let me share this one graphic because this one actually explains it a little bit better than some of the other things I've sent out. So just a second. So did you change it from that first little class being gone? Um or are they all still there? Yeah, so they're all still there. So in okay. January and February, there's a seven-week like the basics of the Hebrew alphabet. And so that's kind of like a foundation for both of the classes. Um, so the, the classes actually don't start until March if you just want to show up for those, if you already know the alphabet and, and stuff like that. But there's a lot of people that are signed up that are like, oh, I'm old, I can't memorize and all this kind of stuff. So this, this preemptive seven week study group is going to be all about that. It, it's just learning the alphabet and, and kind of the Hebrew way of, of thinking here. So that's the, the very basics. It's seven weeks long and then starts the, the two classes. Vocabulary um, is uh, going to be kind of the symbolism behind the letters, the what the what numbers are associated with the letters and 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 some basic words throughout there. Um, we're going to be doing a lot of the Aleph with Bet uh, YouTube videos that are for free. Um, and so the, let me get the, the books really quick um, to show you which ones are absolutely required and which ones are just nice to have, you know, like if you're on a budget. Yeah. Are, are the two, the 6 to 7.30 and the 7.30 to 9.30, are the learning to read Hebrew, are those two classes the same thing? Yeah, they're, they're totally the same thing. They're just for two different uh, timeframes. Uh, okay. Attend whichever one you want. And it's what day of the week? These are on Thursdays. So Thursdays. yeah, okay. uh, Thursdays from six to nine. If you're attending both of the classes, that's just the the block mm -hmm. of time that that works. Starting but, in March. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in okay. in March is when those two classes start. The uh, the blue ones start January through February. So okay. um, for the January through February, I've got these two two little books um, that are that are super handy. The only one that I would say if you're on a budget is to get this one. This one is, is gonna be one that you're gonna wanna refer to a lot and it has a lot of uh, helpful practice. 
this one, I, it's all going to be in the slides and, and things that we're doing in class. So it, it's handy to have if you want it, but not necessary. And then with the, the vocab, the green block there, I've got these two books um, that are purchased from their website. These ones are not on Amazon, but both of these are going to be covered in class. If you're on a budget, skip both of them. But they are like awesome, like references and, and stuff, uh, you know, and, and you can like get into the class and be like, oh, hey, yeah, I do want to get those, you know. Um, anyway, so not necessary, these two for the vocab class. And then what website is that on? It's uh, Rock Island Books, I think. Uh, I've got the so learningzion.com slash Hebrew has all of the links and prices and all that. Okay. Um, and then for the grammar class, the red one, um, there's this grammar book and this workbook that, that go hand in hand. And honestly, you'd be totally lost in class if you didn't have these two. So if, if you're really needing to, to cut back and of all of these books, these are the two to have if you're wanting to learn how to read, write, and translate Hebrew. Those last two, are they on Amazon or on that rock? Uh-huh, yeah. So um, everything's on Amazon except for these two. Okay. These two are the only ones that, have you ever seen the YouTube video uh, called The Bereshit Prophecy? These are that author. Oh, okay. No, I, I don't think I have. It's like a, a couple hour long video that is really fun. Um, but yeah, okay, we, we've got fun professors coming to uh, help us learn all of these fun words and stuff. So on just when I just go to Straight Learning Zion, it has the current book club. Oh, so it's a, a special page. So learningzion.com slash Hebrew. You make it hard to find. Yeah, so Learning Zion is, is locked, right? You have to be a member to, to join it, but there's this one page the, this Hebrew page that's open that anybody can view. Gotcha. Okay. And we have to register. Yes. To... So, like, I'm not going to keep bringing it up in all of our other book clubs. Um, so if you want the videos or, or any of that kind of stuff, want to just be apprised of what's going on, um, sign up and register. Even if you can't come to class, that's totally fine. Um, but if you want to, to get the notifications, sign up for that, register for the classes. Okay. And so um, with, in conjunction with our, our Hebrew ones, we're gonna be celebrating all of the, the feast days throughout the year. And we have uh, guests coming on. Uh, so like Linda Cherry is coming and helping us with Pentecost and, um, I don't know. I things could change on on the Seder dinner and stuff, but I, I believe Avraham's gonna come on and help us with the the Seder dinner. Um, you know, but his schedule is falling apart before too, so <laughs> we'll see with that one. Um, uh, but anyway, we we've got fun guests. Um, pretty cool. much every week. <laughs> every coming week? up. Woo! There there's some fun ones. Well at least at, at the beginning, there, there's a lot of fun ones. We've got like Donald Perry, Carrie Mulestein, Sean Hopkin. Um, and they're coming on to your book club, Cameron? Yeah. 
<laughs> Isn't that so cool? You've made the big time. <laughs> <laughs> I, because I just sent out like this email to, to all of them. I got brave one day and I was like, since, um, since we don't have a whole lot of access here in Southern Idaho to, to Hebrew classes, I'm, I'm starting this book club with some of my friends across the United States and stuff. Um, would you be willing to come on and just speak for five, maybe 10 minutes on one Hebrew word that has impacted your study in, in a major way? And all of them said, heck yes, we would love to do that. And I was like, so would you be open to like questions and answers afterward and, and stuff like that? And like some advice and tips on learning Hebrew and, and stuff like that. And so, yeah, they're all, uh, Linda Cherry, actually, she's the one that did the, the Feasts and Festivals class at Education Week and stuff. She's actually coming to all of our classes. Um, she's going to help us with, with Shavuot, but um, she's like, I actually didn't learn how to pronounce Hebrew. It was all in the book. I know how to read it, but I don't know how to pronounce it. And so like, she's like, me and my son are coming and she's inviting a whole bunch of other people up in Washington. <laughs> it's going to be a fun one. So is it amazing? Be you know, all their emails. How'd you find their emails? I am Just like one of the books? biggest stalkers. <laughs> huh? Um, so anybody that's currently teaching at BYU, um, you just go onto the BYU website and oh, it has a okay. form, like, you know, uh, and you so submit all, the most of them school. are teaching at BYU, then you can get their emails. Yeah, some of those. Uh, and then um, uh, with Linda Cherry, uh, it was just uh, on con connecting with her on Facebook. Uh, Tammy Uslik Hall just did it on Facebook. She's coming. Yeah. Um, awesome. Uh, maybe mandy green i i haven't totally fine i'm trying to work with tammy on on getting mandy to come on for free <laughs> but um anyway lots of fun ones and um you this one's gonna this one's so nerdy i'm super excited for this one but um the the classes that we're actually going to be taking the aleph with beth uh if you've seen her youtube series um anyway i'm working with them on on a, a fun project to uh to do with the classes too so cameron um rock island books the links that you have for those uh -huh. page not found 404 let me so i'm trying to search for their specific books and the revealing the mysteries of the 50 amazing words uh -huh. in there What the heck? Yep. I mean, it was no just working like yesterday. Okay, so let me send you these new links because um, I've got them. So I, I went up and clicked on all products and, and I'm finding them. So. Um, well, I just tried to search for those particular books uh -huh. and couldn't find them. So okay. when I put the the name in. Yeah, so let me share my screen. Um, so if you like, are you on the website, the rockislandbooks.com? I am. So if you just go to their homepage, mm -hmm. um, it's this first uh, big one on there, the customer favorite one. Um, but anyway, it's uh, Hebrew word pictures and numbers is an excellent one. That's one of the ones we're gonna be using. And the other one, let me search for it. Um, amazing words, 50. 
see what the best way to get it to come up. Huh. I am not, I mean, it's there in a bundle. Let me find. That's the one that I actually searched for then the title and it uh -huh. came up and said it wasn't found. Huh, that is so, so interesting. Like why would it, maybe they like sold out of it and had to like redo their thing. Like, oh crap, we're all out of those. Yeah, because everybody's getting them to go for your, <laughs> well, you know, once you have an idea of how many people you have in the book club, right? Maybe you can mm -hmm. reach, oh, I see it. It's the living word bundle. Uh-huh. Yeah. That that living Word Bundle has uh, the, that book in those four. So I, this was like a couple years ago, um, but I splurged and got every single one of their um, Living Word books. Um, mm -hmm. I think there's like 20 of them or something like that. Um, but anyway, they're all like super interesting, but, but these are the two that like really focus on vocab and, and some of the fun stuff there so the living word books those are like if we had to get the bundle uh-huh yeah the 50 amazing words um you'd have to get all four of those for some reason I, I wonder how long that'll last but um hopefully they come back in print and do another run of them or something that's what i'm guessing is well if they to. have them in the bundle then they've got to have some mm -hmm. but i wonder if like their bundles are already prepackaged and in, in a box and mm -hmm. you know they don't want to split them up kind of a thing but i don't know That's a possibility yeah. well, i just think too much business <laughs> karen how much was the cost on them individually wasn't it uh, 30 something yeah they were uh 39.95 each because here you get all four for 60 that's yep. like two mm -hmm. buy it that way yeah <laughs> add some more costs on to it no just kidding <laughs> no i mean if you're getting both books you might as well get all oh four. It, it's not all um you would still have to buy the other one separate too so there's this oh, one here but the other one that we need isn't in that bundle and so you yeah, have but to look at the bundle look look at the bundle to the right of it though mm -hmm. right it has that it's got that that board to practice on and is the language of the garden of eden any yeah. good is the it's so good <laughs> the you know if if all of those are good then just get those two bundles you said him running he's going to show you that one <laughs> i can imagine his christmas list is just books huh oh man he never <laughs> waits for christmas <laughs> well, because in that in that bundle you'd get the other two books and the white board the dryer waste race board mm -hmm. for only thirty dollars more right if you got the language of the garden book bundle what's the price of that grouping i didn't see it 69.95 oh yeah both of the bundles are 70 but well no the living word bundle is 59.95 yikes oh you already have the little Charged. Yeah, because I, I told you I, I splurged and bought the whole thing because it was like a deep discount. Like all of the books in the entire bundle that they had 
it was on a Black Friday thing or whatever, and it was only 200 bucks for all of their books. It was like amazing. But um, maybe anyways. I should wait until Black Friday. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're getting pretty close. I mean, we might as well, and we're not going to be. So, oh, that's another important thing with open books. So, in the so we'll need this one if you uh, want to get it. Uh, we start this one in March, and we don't do this one until September. So uh, you have time. Okay, let's wait for um, Black Friday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Black Friday. I should put that on the thing. Yeah, two hundred dollar bill, everybody. Is super sturdy. It's not like one of those chintzy ones. And on one side, it has modern Hebrew. And on the other side, it has the ancient pictograph Hebrew. And anyway, it, it's, it's awesome. And then there's lots of different flashcards on that site, but these are my favorite ones. So um, they're, they're the big ones, they're magnetic. So you can put them like on a whiteboard kind of a thing. And they're big. All of the other ones are like little tiny things that, I, I mean, if you want them, I guess, but um, if you're gonna splurge and, and get any of the flashcards, these are the ones that I really like. Is that the Are travel size ones? Um, let's see. It says on. modern and ancient Hebrew letter flashcards, travel size. Oh no, the travel size are the little tiny things. I mean, I let me go get those. But um, those are the, did you seriously get everything that they sell for 200 bucks? Well. I, like I'm looking at all these things like on I, I didn't get the book on Job that one's new or but all of these other ones came in that bundle holy cow it was it was a huge bundle <laughs> and when I say 200 it was like 240 something I think oh yeah so the the magnetic ones that I'm talking about are it's called modern Hebrew magnetic cards for 24 bucks just start like i have like a magnetic whiteboard that i'm always using and stuff and playing around with words and stuff on so that's where i use those all the time but the travel sites are like this big i mean they're tiny so they have the ancient hebrew ones and they have the modern ones what is this vip discount i don't know maybe that's what i got they've got these symbols on it that says premium membership vip discount eligible so if you're a high roller if you're a high roller <laughs> like cameron you get them <laughs> it was before i ran out of all my monies before <laughs> you ran out of all your monies that's funny but um that one thing like you were telling me about it nancy the a while back that one lady that was doing a hebrew class Pilgrim's uh -huh. Progress and stuff like that. Like yes. she uses a couple of these books in in her classes. I've started taking those. Have you started taking her classes? Just her like introductory one or whatever. But okay. yeah, I, I I got the introductory one and I printed out the stuff and there's so much she wants you to do every day for a week and I'm I I I can't even get through one day stuff in a month because <laughs> i'm doing so many other things yeah exactly Nancy, let me know what, what you think about again? that what class uh-huh um it is give me a sec do i have it here um it, pilgrims oh 
foundation builder something. Hold on, I got it. Here it is. I put it in the back of this book. The Pilgrim's Course Tutorial from the Foundation Builder Guide Intro Class. And it's all about how to think like Hebrew. Oh. Houseofthebook.org, I think. Yeah. Is that? I'm just copying the link right now. Yeah, houseofthebook.org. Foundation Builder Guides Intro Hebraic Principles of Creation Class. The Pilgrim's Course Tutorial. Man, I can't talk today. I have I've gotten halfway through day one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nancy. Like I I I like her course, but then at the same time I'm like I'm looking at, at ours that we're doing as a study group or whatever and kind of like going a different direction with it. All of the things that kind of like I don't necessarily like that one about that, but anyway. Darling. <clears throat> What was that? I was asking Darlene if she's going to learn Hebrew. <laughs> I've, yes, I've... I've already started. <laughs> nice. Karen used me as a guinea pig. Oh. See if I can get the first lesson. Because <laughs> if there's anyone in, in all of our book clubs that says, I can't memorize, it's my mom. And so <laughs> I was like, okay, I need to see how fast you can learn less than one out of that yellow book she had it in like two seconds and i was like see that wasn't that hard <laughs> way to go darlene i'm cheering for you <laughs> no fair though you guys have already started <laughs> well this one like lectures you know the lord told me study with everyone else don't get ahead but this one is like no, i gotta study a little gotta bit be, gotta be ready being the teacher with all these Good that's what i was telling uh linda cherry she's like so how are you offering these for free and i'm like because i don't know hebrew it's just a study group we're just studying it together or whatever and she's like that's my kind of cup of tea i'm signing up <laughs> so are, is this going to be a zoom thing again or are you just going to still do the same link and everything yeah same link as as all the others and so pretty much just any time that you're bored you know, hop on the Zoom link, there'll be a class. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> bored. It, it's looking that way, Cameron. It's really looking I, that way. I'm gonna have yeah. to this class is I need a small big. schedule I can print out and put in my planner. Mm. <laughs> a, a generic thing. The first this and the second this and the third this and the fourth this. And then Thursday night for Hebrew. Yeah, so every month I'm going to be sending out that, well, I mean, a couple of weeks before the month starts, um, sending out that monthly look at here's everything that we need to study and all the, the homework and everything. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a, I've been like two weeks getting spreadsheets and, and scheduling all down to make it all fit because you guys know how bad I am at scheduling right like we always have oh I forgot about that and we'll have to bump a class back and so I'm trying really hard to get the schedule as perfect as I can so that we don't have so many interruptions but and then you'll say oh we're gonna study this now and blah, 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 blah. 
<laughs> yeah, and don't forget that. your breaks. Don't forget your breaks for conference and for education Holidays. week. And and Roots Tech. Like, oh my gosh, Roots Tech is a huge one because um I, I'm actually presenting in person and I forgot to schedule it in. And I'm like, oh now I have to go back and bump everything one week and it just takes a lot. And I was like, you stupid. are you are presenting in person at Roots Tech. Uh, Look yeah. at you. Look at you. <laughs> Where do you I tell you. And and you know what, guys? We can say we knew Cameron before he hit it big. Right. Oh, I'm not hitting it big. It's just a a fun little, it's, uh, it's fun. <laughs> a fun little class. I, I'm presenting with with two other people who are doing like this joint thing. But um yeah, it's super fun. How many um Avraham book clubs will you do? Just that one Saturday one? Yeah, that's all I can afford. I really wanted to start a new Isaiah decoded group and, and uh -huh. take a new group through that and stuff, but it's just not in my cards. I mean, I could maybe speak it in, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's too much right now. Yeah. So yeah, that's the only one I'm doing, but we are doing three books in that year. Right. <laughs> so yeah, if anybody wants to help out with transcribing those uh, near-death experiences and stuff, um, I'm all ears, but um, I, I'm, I'm working my way through them, getting them done. Um, so, so Cameron, when we do um, Avraham's near-death experience and, and dreams and visions thing, do we have to buy that from Isaiah Institute to go through it with you? Technically, yes, but if I, I have permission. If money's an issue, just come talk to me and I'll get you the fast. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, support the Isaiah Institute in, in whatever ways we can and stuff, but especially the transcripts, those aren't even available on the Isaiah Institute. And so you'll get those with um, this, but I would uh, really like if, if people, and the thing is they come in like three different packages, right? Or you can buy them in a bundle uh, for a little bit cheaper, but if you uh, just buy the, the eight weeks at a time um, kind of a thing if you're on a budget. But um, yeah, I, I would recommend people go buy the audios because they're they're great to keep listening to and stuff, but you'll get the transcriptions as you come to the class and stuff too. Will you be making a handy dandy little manual? Sorry, what was that? Handy Will what? Will you be making a little spiral bound of any sort? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, like, I will be doing one for me, so I might as well. Do one for me. <laughs> Let me see the. Okay. Because <laughs> I haven't actually printed those out yet. Like, I wonder how big they're going to be. But yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Mm -hmm. I'll send you a stipend <laughs> above. <laughs> well, Add me to the list too, but I don't know about the stipend thing. You, know. <laughs> you, to like, your you don't want yours bound, thing. right? Like, to stay, no, no. All I want is the PDF. Yeah. yeah. He loves staying at your house for education. <laughs> he, he does get to stay at my house. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> <provide> lodging. <laughs> yes. I'm bringing you a gift when I come down to Spare Symposium. <laughs> there you go. Really? Um, when are, are, are you, do you have a place to stay for that? Yes. Um, it's just kind of our ongoing thing. Uh, Stefan invites me to stay for, for him for Sperry. That's what I thought. 
So how do I find out? How do we find out the information on Sperry? So if we want to go. Um, yeah, just uh, Google BYU Sperry Symposium and all the information's up there now. Um, let me screen share What's the that. topic this year? So this one is the household of God, families and belonging in the social world of the New Testament. And then next year is going to be like Book of Mormon year. So they try to go one year prior to the Come Follow Me so that it flows into it. Mm -hmm. um, it's free of charge. And symposium program when you click on it will bring up the schedule how full is it like if we wanted to go how do you is do you recommend being in the auditorium or in the marb are they all oh, oh there's no. different things at different places oh seriously this very symposium is like the least attended of all the things like you'll there's no need to show up early or anything like that um so they put everybody in the same JSB auditorium for the keynote. That's the only one that's going to be kind of packed. But I mean, you'll still be a seat. Um, with all of these other ones, uh, there might be like 50 people in every classroom. I mean, it, it's not big, at least in years past. I don't know about how it is in future, but um, anyway, some, some really great ones. I highly recommend Kevin Tolley. He is like one of the best presenters, has some of the best classes all the time. Well, mm. um, but like like this one, if if we teamed up and well, not teamed up, split up, we could literally get every single one of them because we have enough people going. But I'm still trying to figure out how I'm supposed to get you all of the the pictures and stuff from education week because oh, where yeah. I was putting them apparently wasn't putting it in Dropbox and now I have it like in three places on my computer and it's telling me I'm running out of space. You know, oh, I'm no. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but yeah, however it works for you to get them to me. Uh, yeah. Okay. If it's Dropbox, if it's Google Drive, whatever, I've had people send them to me in, in lots of different formats and just work on them. It's fine. Well, I've thrown some things into one of the places. And so I'm hoping that you will find them there. Mm -hmm. But I'm still working on that. You know, um, it, it's been so fun like a lot of people have uh had the time finally after a few weeks to um go through some of them they're like holy cow these are awesome we're gonna come next time yeah i've been going through them they're really good yeah yeah um and the grandparenting on purpose he actually sent me his slides oh so yay. i'm not sending you pictures i just uploaded the the PDF of the slides. I I love when professors just are able to do that because it makes it so much no. easier. He's not a professor. He's an author. He wrote the book and it's the slides and stuff that, from the presentation he gives to everything else. So he just sent them to me. Yeah, I love it. So I put them in the thing, look for them. If you don't can't find them, send me a message. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you know, yeah. then I'll go back and see if I can figure out where to put them so that you can have them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just um, I may just, I may just share my folder with you and then it's only on my computer once. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if that's easier, I totally, whatever works. Cause yeah, okay. oh, we had such a hard time with somebody's, they could not get their Dropbox to work at all. And I was like, where do you have them currently? And they're like, well, I have them in my Google Drive. And I'm like, just 
just click share and then we eliminate all of this process <laughs> all right well mine are in dropbox because i use dropbox but uh -huh. you know having your dropbox folder added to my computer and then i'm trying to keep my stuff and then move things over to that it's duplicating and then mm. it's you know i thought i had plenty of memory on this brand new computer and now it's saying you're running low on space i'm like what the heck yeah <laughs> yeah so anyway all right um anything else you guys i'm good yeah so we'll see you when we see you <laughs> well it's going to be an interesting schedule to say the least, but October 5th is going to be our first one. October that 5th. Works out. If not, that right. following Sunday, but yeah, happy conference, happy shofaring, be blowing the trumpet all night, waking up my neighbors. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> not doing that. It'll, it'll make the dogs next door bark. <laughs> all right. Have a great week, everyone. Right. We'll see you. Thanks, guys. <laughs>